Okay. My mic sounds nice. Check one. My mic sounds nice. Check two. My mic sounds nice. Check three. My mic sounds nice. Check four. My mic sounds nice. Check five. My mic sounds nice. Check six. My mic sounds nice. Check seven. Let me put on some lipstick. I think lipstick just totally, okay, chapstick, it totally makes a difference. You, you know what? I believe you. Uh-huh. I'm 100% with that. Okay. Uh, I also like to have this ritual that I usually do. and uh, You need to knock on wood? Knock on wood, yes, but also uh, elbows, moisturize elbows. I didn't do that today, so we're going to have a bad episode. I can already predict that. Do you have... I'm going to give you some lotion. Oh, that's great. Is uh, lavender okay for you? I love lavender. Okay, this is pretty concentrated. That's perfect. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to have a bad episode. Guys, I have great elbows. You do and, have uh, nice elbows. Thank you. All right, guys, you're listening to Down the Rabbit Hole with Luis. Uh, we already started going. You know what? I do. I have this thing where I just start going before I would just, you know, not go and just. We're going to do it on a count of three. Usually the best things are unplanned. I'm glad we took care of your elbows first. That's the main thing is my elbows or nothing, everyone. Yep. So everyone's wondering, who are you? Can you tell me who you are and where this mystery voice is coming from? Because a lot of people just click on things and they don't read the description. My name is Melanie Weston and I'm from Seattle, Washington. Been here for about 13 years. And uh, I opened up an art gallery, Salem on the Edge. You know, and I'm very intrigued with the art business. Um, I did a couple episodes with uh, down at the Mission Mill, and and I was very intrigued with the whole process of having a gallery. And when um, you know, shout out to Chris uh, Chuck Weed if you don't know on his Instagram, but he brought me to you, and he told me because you guys recently yes, and you could get in trouble later. Just saying, Chris. <laughs> he told me about you, and he <laughs> said there's someone interesting you need to meet. So if anyone, I need to give him credit where credits due. Um, well, the pressure on me is to be interesting. That's everyone's interesting in their own <laughs> rights, and I that's believe that's the thing. That everyone's interesting. If you're on my show, that just makes you interesting enough because you <laughs> said yes to me. Um, Thank you. So you're not from here originally. I am not. You're from Seattle. Yes, what, I'm from Washington. What brought you over here? And so, when did you get here? So I moved here in 2007, mm-hmm. and I moved here with my late husband, who got a job at the Halley Ford Museum of Art. Where is that? The Halley Ford Museum of Art is on State Street, and it's right across the cap- from the Capitol. Mm-hmm. So it's actually part of Willamette University. But it's not on the campus. And I'm still fairly new to a lot of these places. Uh, like I said, I'm very intrigued with all of this and, you know, brought me out of my shell. Uh, prior to doing this, I, I was trying to tell you my story a little bit. And I was a hermit. I'm still a, a recluse, so to speak. So doing these episodes really bring it out. And what better place than a just a legit work of art. I'm looking around, guys, if you don't know. Uh, where Can you give us the address really fast? 156 Liberty Street Northeast. And it's not that hard to find. It's right across the street from Noble Wave, Bowen Vine right next to it. The heart of Salem, guys. So if you ever want to come check check it out as a whole, do, do, is how often are the pieces changing? 
So I change things out kind of periodically. Some things sell, then I'm putting up something new. I didn't necessarily have like this big plan that everything was going to change out every month. I wanted to have artists that were up all the time Mm -hmm. instead of just doing, you know, one show with one artist uh, because I I just wanted more interest. I wanted more variety when people came in and looked at art instead of coming in, seeing one person, and maybe not connecting with that art, mm-hmm. um, and then feeling like they're not going to come back again because the show they saw wasn't interesting to them. So I am going to have artist shows. Um, my first one opens up October 14th, and that'll be Joshua Blue. And I have this long wall right in front of my desk here, which is 48 feet long, and that will be the artist feature wall. Amazing. That is very amazing. Just seeing, if you guys can see what I'm seeing, guys, and, and you will, you know, especially if you guys come down or check out, you know. Okay, well, let me backtrack. Social media. I want to talk about social media. Uh There's something about going to an actual show versus getting it on pictures and and, and a picture on your Facebook feed. Do you find that that defeats the purpose of what you're trying to do here? Like if you post something, even if it's a promotional thing, come check out, you know, this person. um, Does that defeat the purpose of coming? Do you feel like that almost takes a little bit of the integrity away from the piece? No, not at all. I, I think you, there's no way you can really capture what a piece of art looks like mm-hmm. on film. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, unless it's professionally done and you're doing, um, you know, promo pictures to send to a gallery. But when you come to a gallery and, and look at a piece, you can actually see the brush strokes, um, you know, the mixed media pieces, like that one right across from us, that you can't, you just can't see it on film. And... Uh- it's very it's it's very fascinating to see because I'm looking at this piece. Uh, this one's calling me out of all of them. This one is definitely, so that's that's Seth Allen. That one's very, I don't know. It's just calling to me, and I keep nice. staring at it. Yeah. <laughs> but if I were to, if I were to take a picture of it, it wouldn't do the same for me. Like if I were to say, "Hey, come check this out. Uh, here's a photo of it." I feel like, and that's what what I'm kind of trying to say is, even if I'm trying to tell someone about it, I want people to come out to the shows and come out to the exhibits and see it for yourself. Uh, One thing I did learn was, you know, not everyone sees the same thing you do. And not everyone takes in art the way you do because uh, I got yelled at once uh, because... uh, Oh, no. Yeah, I was... That's not good. Yeah, some guy was taking in a piece of art at the show I was at and he... I asked him, hey, what do you think of this? And he just tells me, hold on, sir. Not now. I'm trying to take it all in. And you need to, you know, back off. <laughs> really? And I was like, oh, okay. Wow, that's, well, that was very aggressive. That's intense. Yeah. And I, I did, after that, I was just like super shy to ask anybody about the, what they thought because I'm trying to see something. I'm wondering if you see the same thing I do. And nine out of ten times, they're not. Art is really subjective. Um, and I think that's one thing that's really nice about looking at art is that you're not going to see or feel the same thing that another person is with that particular piece necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I wanted to have a variety of artists. So that when someone came in, they'd find something that they found interesting because different things um, affect people differently. You know, some people like landscapes, some people like abstract, some people like collage. Um, 
So, yeah. How That's, that that was that was one of my goals right off the bat. How long has this been here? Because I've driven by here so many times on a daily from my route to work, and it's just a gem, you know. And I always think. For I always say Salem needs more cool things. Salem needs more to-do things. And doing this little venture of mine, I found out, buddy, you're wrong. There's so many things to do. Yeah. And this was just one of them in my case because I would never have, have never would like, I'm very like a horse. <laughs> when I go home, I go home. And so I don't really hang out as much downtown. So, you know, location, what, what, what about this location called to you? Well, it was the only thing for rent. Got it. Actually. <laughs> Got um, it. And I knew I wanted something right in the heart of downtown mm-hmm. because it's... Salem is all about location, location, location. Oh, for you sure. You go two blocks south or two blocks north and you're, you're just not going to get the foot traffic. So when I parked my car down here one Sunday and started walking around, this was actually the first space that I looked at, at least through the window. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, God, I don't know. It looks really narrow in the front, and I couldn't really see the back. And, uh, yeah, I I called and made an appointment and came in, and I, I just wasn't sure because it still felt really narrow in the front. There was some wood slats up because this was a clothing store. But, uh, yeah, I... I decided that this was going to work because when you keep walking back into the space, it just opens up to this massive airy space and it it works is this an upstairs too or is it just this main it's just this space i've got storage and and okay got it yeah so one of the things too maybe like people like me who get intimidated of of, you know new things um it it was also yeah take a chance it's very welcoming it's very welcoming i mean it's very welcoming uh i have not not once with the way you've presented everything it doesn't feel don't bother me. We're looking at art. It's more like, hey, come check this out. We need more places like that because even some restaurants here feel like, you know, don't come in unless you have business here. Yeah. Eating, I guess. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that would be the business, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's really nice that you say that because that was one of my goals. I, I didn't want people to feel intimidated who hadn't been in an art gallery before. I wanted it to be welcoming. I wanted them to come in and feel like there was some cool stuff in here and that they were welcomed. Um, and that I could somehow say, this is okay to come into an art gallery and enjoy yourself, have a conversation, not have a conversation, look at artwork, take your time. And um, I think you've accomplished yeah. that. I think you've, like... For guys, if you're like me, come walking downtown. You know that's a thing. Um, even it if you is a thing right now. If you don't like going, leaving your house, trust me, it gets better. Um, I literally don't like leaving places. I don't like. I didn't like new experiences, and you know I'm very mule-like and stubborn. So when I said I'm going to go to Hawaii, you know I don't want to go, but here I go. You know, or when I do this, I don't want to do it because this is going to happen. But and bad never happens. And so I'm really excited just to take in all of this. There's just so much that I'm just like, I can't stop staring 
and 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 just like what is this what are you doing here so um really quick guys i'm gonna take a quick break i'm just gonna take in some art for a second you'll be you'll be here right i hope you'll be here you're with down the rabbit hole hold on one second You're back with Down the Rabbit Hole, guys. I like making mistakes all the time. And one of the biggest mistakes <laughs> I like to do is not push record. Sometimes you have really good conversations and you don't even uh, push record. I do that a lot, actually. You know, I, I'll i be talking to a guest. And, for example, the last episode that I did, it's a, an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes conversation. But the whole conversation was three hours. And wow. a lot of that was me forgetting to push play because I was so... <laughs> involved with, oh, that's good. with what they were telling me. And I was doing the same thing with you right now because I, I, you know, one of the things, guys, when you interview people and, and when you do, you know, interactions with people who aren't you, people have different views. So I just don't want to come in here and talk about my politics or my religion and just throw that at you because I don't want that thrown back at me. So I always ask people what they want to talk about in a sense that what what are they comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with. So in doing so, she gave me this really, really good, uh, you know, conversation and and I just forgot to push record. So sorry, guys. I I, I, didn't, I pretend you guys had a good conversation, I guess. So uh, I'm not going to say it over again. You don't have to. You don't have no, to. No, I'm just yeah, <laughs> You we'll, don't have we'll, to. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it <laughs> well, again. Because one of the things I want to know is, uh, you know, you came from... Uh, you're, you're from Seattle and we're doing an interview today and there's a chunk of your life that, you know, sculpted you and made you who you are, um, and, and kind of put you in this position and there was a path. Uh, what was your path like? You know, were you a good kid? Were you, you know, I, I would assume very artistic, uh, because you, here we are. So I would assume you have a good like skill set of, you know, art where I don't. <laughs> Well, I, so I was very shy. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a learning disability. I was dyslexic. Um, couldn't read, couldn't write, couldn't spell, mm -hmm. couldn't do math. Mm -hmm. Um, and they didn't catch that until I was in the third grade. And by that time, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's too late. It's never too late, but I was really behind. Um, so school was always a struggle. Um, I always hated it. It was frustrating. Um, you know, teachers called me stupid. Uh, in the second grade, a teacher told my mother that I was so stupid that she should just take me out of school because I couldn't learn. Wow. Yeah. That's, and that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's a thing. That's pretty intense. That, no, I don't think that would happen now. You no, know, and definitely not. Not even yeah. in the last 10 maybe 20 years maybe i would hope not yeah, yeah. no that's horrible why what <laughs> what <laughs> yeah i know well um yeah so i so i was really shy uh -huh. um, you know because i i couldn't do any of those things and my self-esteem was not good of course because you know people calling you stupid kids were calling me stupid so i got into art and um 
that was my escape, was doing artwork and just well, getting my feelings out or, you know, whatever when I was a kid. Um, that, that, that was a safe place. Was it drawing, painting, sculpting? What did you lean more towards at first? I, you know, I don't know. I just drawing. I liked clay. You know, and this is this is in you know grade school and school. I liked clay, and you know I wasn't very good, um, but I liked doing it. Um, it was just a creative place, and that's where my mind was. Um, it wasn't in math. It wasn't in reading. It wasn't in writing. Um, it took me a long time before I even started reading books, mm -hmm. just for fun. Um, you know, I was way into adulthood before I, I did that because reading was just, it wasn't fun. You know, it was really challenging. I didn't know words or with, when you're dyslexic, sometimes you'll skip over words. Um, so you just don't see it. And now they actually have a font. Um, I just learned that this year, there's actually a font for dyslexics Interesting. that helps you read better because if I'm reading something... Um, especially out loud, my eyes will will have a hard time staying on that line. Mm -hmm. It kind of goes down, and then I start mixing lines so that I'm not sure where I am when I'm reading. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I haven't bought that font, but I know it's out there. Um, I, I'm definitely going to look into this because I like to do a little bit of a mini fact check for myself when people tell me about things. The whole point is so I don't know them, so I can learn about them. But I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. I want to find out the actual name of that font. That's oh, very fascinating. Yeah, um, nice. Because I, I, when I was in grade school, uh, learning math was difficult just because uh, I, and I don't want to say I was diagnosed with dyslexia or anything, but I just, you know, everyone just called me lazy, 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 lazy. Reading was lazy. Uh, the times tables were lazy and it didn't help that if I messed up I would get hit at home you know what I mean and no, I was no that's not that's not a positive reinforcement I and which made me not want to learn it even more so right. you would think you know you'd not want to but I was stubborn not even stubborn it's more like I can't do it and uh, it was until my like teens when I got really stubborn about things but you know in that early grade school <laughs> years grade school years I was not processing things for example Harry Potter, the the book series, yeah. uh, uh, J.K. Rowling, you know, she, it was when the, the, the Sorcerer's Stone, I mean, no. I don't know. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. <laughs> well, the, I'm going to go ahead and admit that on the, on the podcast. It's okay. Never read one of the books. Okay, just saying. And, and neither did I, <laughs> because I remember I picked one up. We had to do, um, we had to read in silently for a half an hour while the teacher was, I don't know, hungover or something on a Monday morning. I don't know. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, why are we doing this? But um, we had to read and I picked the Harry Potter and it was popular at the time. It was the early 2000s. Harry Potter. Harry, there's a movie coming out. Harry Potter. Gotta read the books. Right. And so I just sat there and stared at the words and nothing clicked. I, I was just like looking at like a, a, a word search, like a word, what do you call it? Word search. Mm -hmm. And just mixed up letters, but nothing connected. Hmm. And I remember this girl coming up to me and she goes, that's a really good book. How far are you? And little, little 10 year old me panics, grabs the middle of the book. And I said, oh my God, I'm almost done. <laughs> uh, she's like, well, when you're done with it, can I read it next? <laughs> and I said, yeah, sure. That's fine. 
well, what can you tell me about it? And I'm like, there's wizards and there, <laughs> there's magic. Um, there's a sorcerer and he has a stone and <laughs> the kid's name is Harry. And, you know, I love how magically twisted this is. And that was my, <laughs> so that was the way I said it, it was magically twisted. That was working on the fly there. Yeah. And... I was sweaty and didn't know what to do. And she just stared at me like I was the stupidest person ever. And she said, well, okay, well, I need that book when you're done. And her attitude went from like, let's talk to just give me the book. And uh, I don't know. Again, I, I, I start to like, when I meet people who have diagnosed dyslexia, dyslexia or diagnose anything, I just question what I had. Because I feel like there was something there and my family didn't believe it, whether it was religious purposes or whether it was uh, whatever reason, I'm, you know. Uh, but she didn't believe in testing, you know, in the schools and say, he's just really lazy and we need to find out. She would say, no, 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 he just needs to, he's just lazy. He needs to get it beat into him. No, I'm uh, sorry for that. It's yeah, that Catholic it's, guilt. It's, We're yeah. really good at it. Yes, Catholics are good at the guilt. So, uh, but not too much into that. Uh, so you, you, I feel like one. You're right. One doesn't overcome that, but you learn to cope because you, you, you manage and you, you handle it. Uh, were your teens any difficult? Like any different? Um, well, then I got into drugs. Mm -hmm. um, had a good time doing that, and I kind of didn't stop that until I was about 24. Okay. So when can I ask what no, really what year was that? What 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 time period was that? Oh, uh, so I started smoking pot in the eighth grade, mm -hmm. summer of the eighth grade, and started drinking. Mm, I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe not long after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you? And I got kicked out of high school. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, you, you have a gallery, so, like, <laughs> honestly, it's, like, when you tell me things like this, it just solidifies, like, you can kill someone and you you'll can, be like, I made it in life, you yeah, know? Yeah, you can, you know, you can overcome anything. I, 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 really? I'm very fascinated, and, and so, when eighth grade, I, I didn't touch weed until, like, roughly around that time, too. Mm -hmm. uh, it was given to me to put in a locker, and then I just took it and ran Did away you? with it. Yeah, Good for I, you. No, I took it, and I ran, and I was like, what yeah. is this? It was it wasn't the stuff that we have now. Have you seen how crazy weed is nowadays? I, you I'm, know, I've been into some of the shops, and kind of, you know, it's very sterile. It's like walking into a pharmacy. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and we used to just have baggies, you know, the mm -hmm. old Ziploc baggies, and, and uh, yeah, it's different. So... Then you, you, you started experimenting. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of music are you into? What kind of like vibe were you into as a teen? Led Zeppelin. Yeah? Oh, yeah, all the way. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Hard rock. Way. Okay. Um, Leonard Skinner. Alice Cooper. Mm. Yeah, I can't think of any more right now, but pretty, pretty but, hard rock. Did not like ACDC. Okay, just saying that right now. Oh my now. gosh. People are going to be so mad. I'm just kidding. Um, Van Halen. Van. <laughs> like you. And, 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 and you're, you know, I, uh, I don't want to be ageist at all, but you were living in the, in the prime of all these great bands. I know. You know, do you remember? And I played outside too. You played. What was that like? Yeah. You didn't have Oof. an iPad? I'm telling you. No way. <laughs> 
When, That's when, when they said, go outside and play. And we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You and don't come that. back in the house until we tell you to. That. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you, so you were in the prime of these great bands. Did you go to any cool shows at the time? Do you remember when that yeah, sticks out of your head? Yeah, I did. So, um, so I went, I saw Led Zeppelin eventually. Jealous. Okay. Well, it was, it, so it was in the kingdom, mm -hmm. uh, which is no longer there. They tore it down. Um, and I was, we were really high up, so it was not the best concert, but I don't know. I didn't care. I just like Jimmy Page, Robert Plant. It's like, pfft. Um, and ZZ Top, ZZ Top, that was a really good concert. Um, Super Tramp. I... Chicago. Yes. <laughs> but okay, I'm going way, I'm going, no, I'm going, I'm the going, spectrum went I'm from like left to right and, and you're all over the place. No, I appreciate people have yeah. a, a, a good taste. You have a good palette of music and I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad that you're not just one to one thing, you know? So I think that's really cool, especially when I meet people who, uh, have different music tastes. I like hearing about these stories of going to the shows. Um, one, because we don't go to shows anymore. Two, um, I would love to see ZZ Top in their prime. Yeah, I think they were good. I, that's one of the things I'll never get to experience is yeah. a lot of these good musicians in their prime. You know, uh, one of the most recent ones that I can think of was Prince. You know, I'll never see him ever yeah. again. Uh, Michael that was Jackson. probably a really good concert. Prince. Michael Prince. Michael Jackson was one. Yeah. Uh, that's one I'll never get to experience ever. Um, and that's just me personally, just because I love them both. Um, but I'll never get to experience that. So I'm very envious of people like you who say, I went to this show, this show, and this show, even if it is nosebleeds. You got to go. I was there, yeah. You were there. You were vibing the whole situation. And I have an iPad and... <laughs> I have yeah. a cell phone and I get to stay inside. Yeah. You know, I'm very jealous. So, um, you, did you go to, you, you, you don't, high school. Yes. You did not, you got kicked out. I got kicked out for, they didn't catch me selling pot. Okay. But I was selling pot and I wasn't going to class. So I, so they kicked me out for truancy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got kicked out of the Seattle school district. Um, so I couldn't, um, go to school for half a year so I actually ended up going to a boarding school in Utah for troubled kids Oh, geez. and um, it was great because everyone there was a troubled teen and so we all did drugs uh, you know I, it was out in the middle of nowhere in Utah and um, first night I got there my roommate said, do you want to go smoke some pot? And I said, yeah. There you go. Let's go. That's not the best thought out situation, but it works. No. I mean, it worked because I, you yeah. know, um, did, just really quick, did you make any friends and did you keep those friendships at all? I or did, I did for a while. I actually got kicked out of the boarding school too. Oh my but, gosh. Um, That's impressive. Thank you. Very impressive. <laughs> Didn't actually want to get kicked out, but I ended up getting kicked out. Um, I, I did for a while, uh, but not anymore. Yeah, I don't have a lot of friends from high school. Um, I was in a, a pretty pretty heavy crowd, and I think a lot of them ended up, you know, dead or in prison or just not. I just took a different path. I ended up taking a different path. Uh, so I have one friend from high school that I still talk to. 
that's that's also very impressive because I, I kind of have the same thing where I only have one. Yeah. I have a small circle. Yeah. In the universe, I'm very little. I'm only 29. I'm going to be 30. I'm a baby in the in the eyes of the galaxy. But, you know, in these, this short period of time, I'm glad to say I have one solid friend that I've captured through whatever I was going through. Um, and in those friendships, you got to keep them. Uh, and, and I can't imagine what it's like to start losing friends. I, I, I mean, I did have a, an acquaintance who passed away, but that's, you know, again, an acquaintance, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but it's another life who passed away. Uh, I have this really good thing where I have existential crises all the time and I panic a lot and I deal with stress and I deal with anxiety and I deal with, the unknown of dying that freaks me out um you know i don't know something about it just the the unknown scares me uh do you find yourself having something similar in that regard especially with all the things you've gone through and the people you've met uh not anymore yeah um after my husband died i just um you know after going through that and watching him die uh, i'm i'm not scared to die um and I don't know if everyone feels that way when they lose a partner. That's how I feel. I also feel like I've never lived um, like I am now. Mm -hmm. Every day is precious, and I'm going to do the best that I can. Open myself up to new experiences, gifts, miracles, you know, whatever might be coming my way. Um, not that they always do. It doesn't mean that I don't have challenges that come up in my everyday, but I choose to see them as challenges. I also choose to keep myself open so that I can meet nice people like you and hear your story also. Oh, stop. I want to hear your story. No <laughs> one wants to hear I'm my... I'm going to turn that around. <laughs> yeah, let's get out of there. Uh, yeah, no, and, and, and so... I guess I, I, I'm first and foremost, I'm very sorry about your husband. Um, I hope he wasn't too much paint with, you know, what he was going through. Um, but things like that scare me. Um, you know, I, um, I want to find that peace without having, I guess I'm selfish. I'm selfish. And I like to believe that uh, even though we're all little specks in the universe, I'm a special speck. You and, are. Everyone is their own <laughs> special spec. But in a, in a sense that I'm not afraid of this anymore. I have a cousin who passed away uh, this last year from uh, stomach cancer. and mm, and, 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 yeah, and he was young in the universe as well. He's 10 years older than me, but he's very young in the That's universe young. as well. Absolutely. And seeing that whole process from start to finish was the worst. And I think that's probably the what triggered a lot of these. Because before I was just... I'm going to drink. I'm going to do this. He was my drinking buddy too. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, you know, whether it's, you know, meet some girls or, you know, do whatever, whatever. Um, then once reality hit and I didn't have my partner there, that was intense. And I didn't know how to handle that. Um, and I, I find comfort in knowing that you know what that's like and how do you handle that? The... You know, the big um, the big question of what happens afterwards and how you live the rest of your life. Okay, you know, or trying, I should say, because we're all trying. Um, 
and I don't, I don't, I don't want to like worry too hard anymore, you know. And you mentioned that you, 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 you're okay with you're, 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 you're not scared anymore. Can you give me the code to not being scared? Can't do that. Yeah. That's, that's your own journey. You need to find out what that is for you. Um, I'm sorry for the loss of your cousin. Um, grief is, um, grief is a whole nother journey and, and probably the loss of your cousin brought that mortality to you because normally you don't like a brick wall. Yeah. Because (laughs) you're, you're young and you don't think anything's going to happen to you and you know, I'm just going to go out and do whatever and I'll be okay. And I think, I think we're all like that in our twenties and and into our thirties and you don't normally get that until you start getting older and your you know your friends start dying or your parents start dying grandparents start dying um, and you you got that that hit you a little bit earlier so yeah it's, we're, we're we're all going to die we don't we don't leave this earth without dying that doesn't make any sense but um we but we, it does we all die yeah yeah and you bring up really good points because yes, we are going to die and we are something bad is, you know, in, in some eyes, this is bad. This is it. But you don't sit here and, you know, wallow over it. You create. And I just want to turn this back on you. You're a creative and Salem, Oregon, I found you another creative, another reason for you not to shit on this town because you know, she made something here, and I think we need more people with that mindset. With the, if you have the existential mortality of death, you have to live it like it's not there. And I see you, and I see someone who figured it out, and someone who is still creating after that. And I like that. I'm super impressed. And really quick, guys, before I get way too into it, we're going to take one more break, maybe two more breaks, maybe three breaks. I'm going to take how many breaks I want. It's my show. We'll be right (laughs) back with Down the Rabbit Hole. All right, guys, you're back with Down the Rabbit Hole. You're listening to Luis. I'm here with Melanie. Is it Weston, correct? Weston. Weston. And uh, I have a problem pronouncing names, so forgive me if I say it off sometimes. And I try not to have an accent, but here we are. Uh, I'm still here at this wonderful gallery. And uh, she let me experience all the pieces here today. And... Not gonna lie, again, this one, um, the the one that's in front of me, Seth Allen, Seth with Seth Allen, wherever you are, Seth, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that piece um, only because artist objective. You told me that, and what I was trying to explain earlier that something doesn't have to be over convoluted, over thought to be good. And I relate that to my life being a lot of things in my life aren't that convoluted or good. 
and I just make it work and it, it turns out being good. So, uh, that might not be for everyone, but I, I, I do like how that makes me feel. Uh, a lot of the pieces definitely brought out a feeling, um, whether it's, you know, COVID is a big thing now, um, if you haven't heard. And, you know, with Oregon being on fire the last couple of weeks, that was a traumatic thing that happened to our state. It's the worst. Absolutely. The worst. I think we need people like you to help bring happiness back to people, bring a thing that they're missing in their lives back to people. And I think art does that uh, by expressing emotions, by expressing feelings. A couple peeps, uh, pieces back there did bring that out to me. And I think that's very important that people can find a piece of art and relate back to it. I have one quick question, and, and, I'm, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass or anything um, <laughs> at all. You know, no pun intended. The piece very end there, the one that you did with the heart, and, and you wrote a little a scripture there. That was probably my favorite compared to um, this big piece here. Only because I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm very in tune with my emotions um, and I'm very sensitive. Good for you. I'm very sensitive and I'll be the first to say I'm very sensitive. I had a lot of heartbreak in my life. You know, I, I fall in love too easily or um, whatever happens, I find myself breaking my own heart. I, I'm very sensitive. Can you tell me what your thought process behind that piece was? I am so curious. And I, I, I'm, I'm, to me, what that said to me was, um, I wear my heart on my sleeve and there is people in my life, you know, that I had to let go in order to move forward. I was engaged once. Maybe that's why I don't want to talk about sex. Or getting, <laughs> I was engaged for a time period, and you know, uh, I, I you know I almost had a kid, and and I, almost. Do you see what I'm saying? So, I almost had a child, and it took me to lose both of those things, those people, to find a form of happiness. And that's what that said to me was taking me back to that time period where it's like, I'm depressed. I'm, I just find myself wanting to cry every single night. But on the other end of that rainbow, on the other end of that, that, that bridge, it's not perfection, but it's your version of perfection. And that's what that said to me was, I'm still looking for my version of perfection whomever that might be or whatever that might be. And that's why it spoke to me. Thank you very much. I, <laughs> I, I, I feel honored. I mean, when I put myself as an artist into a piece, um, you know, I put my emotions in there. And if someone else connects with that, that, that is like the highest compliment um, because we're connecting and you may not be feeling the exact same thing that I was feeling, but obviously that piece hit you in a very deep area, and that's um, I'm honored. Thanks. And that's still very much an open wound in some cases, and I think it'll always be an open wound, you know, into time. 
And that's what I'm learning from a lot of these conversations is time. And that's it. You can't manipulate your situation to forget. This isn't like you can forget about things. Not you mentioned not everything happens for a reason. You don't like saying that, right? You don't you don't like believing that things happen for a reason. Um, is that too much of a paraphrase? Uh, I just, you know, I just hate it when people say that to you. Mm -hmm. Well, that happened for a reason, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I, we all have a journey and I, and I think we have, uh, learning experiences, whether it happened for a reason or not. I, I don't know. Um. So I'm, I'm just kind of. So I guess, uh, so going back to, you know, um, you wearing your heart on your sleeve and, and still feeling that, that pain or grief um, I think things get softer in time mm -hmm. um, do you ever um, get over like that first love or that deep love you had with this woman and and uh, you know uh, maybe maybe having a child um, no it'll probably always kind of be there mm -hmm. somewhere um, but it probably won't hurt as badly um, as time goes on and I think I think it's that way um, at least for me, when I've dealt with things um, and kind of understood them, that you do move forward um, and it, and it gets softer. And I and I guess I don't want to say it brought me back to a negative place, but it because of what you wrote on the side of it, it was almost like okay to let go and not you know, hold on to that so tight. And I like that because that part of me let go, even though you can take you back to whatever feeling that might be, you let it go. And I, and I think I'm at that stage where I let it go. I ho no longer hold any resentment. I don't hold any animosity towards the person. I don't do anything like that. I'm just trying to move on now. And that's what that said to me was, it's okay to move on. It's okay to be happy. And that's why I liked it too. It's, it's, it's okay to be happy. It is uh, okay. Yeah. So. And moving forward is good. You know, um, it's, it's healthy to move forward. Um, it's healthy for you. And, you know, we all have our own journeys and your journey was to, uh, have that experience. And, um, it sounds like you've dealt with, um, things that have happened. Oh, and tried. that makes you be able to move forward. And um, if I can just pick your brain for just two seconds, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to. Um, where was your mindset at when you were creating that? I was moving forward. Yeah? I was moving forward in a situation. That's, I mean... Come on, people, you just got to understand. <laughs> Sometimes you don't need to be like me and say a lot to say a lot. And I respect that. I think that's uh, that's also one of the codes I'm trying to learn how to do is, is I always feel like I need to um, have. 
I need to explain to you everything. And that's why I'm going to word vomit everything. You're going to know my whole life at the end of this. <laughs> this is a, more of an interview for me. This is actually just therapy sessions. I'm just <laughs> interviewing each person and it's like a therapy for me. Um, but I, I do like that piece a lot. And, and, and it did speak to me. And I, I want to find a way to like show you I like it without blowing smoke up your ass. Because I'm not trying to be fake here with you. I'm just trying to show you, yo, I love this piece. And, you know, a couple other pieces. And if you guys want to know what I'm talking about, come down. Check it out. Um, there's a couple things, maybe more than a couple things you'll, you'll find interesting. And I think that's kind of the way you have to go about it. Um, are you still creating now? I know this is a big responsibility to keep, you know, afloat. Do you find time for yourself to make pieces still? I do. I actually, uh, bring them here and, and work on them in the gallery. And, and my pieces are small, so it's really easy for me to do that. So I'll, I'll kind of do the prep time at home in my studio, you know, get the gluing done or things that I can only really do there and then uh, bring them here and work on things that I can do here. And you showed me the, the piece on the very end, at the entrance, uh, that was made around roughly at the beginning of the year earlier uh, is that the most recent piece or do you have something some things more up to date that you have in the works or unless you've already presented them at the gallery well i have things i haven't shown yet that actually were during that time period of you know the the stay home mm -hmm. uh time that we had when covid first hit um but then i'm also working on a piece right now oh when do you plan on presenting it i don't know yeah I guess whenever the, so it's the, not it's not finished. So well, I have to, I have to finish it first. And there was this expression when I went to Hawaii, and it's it, 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 there was this in North Shore. This I don't I forgot the restaurant, but it was it had this a shrimp restaurant. It's just all they made was shrimp, and it wasn't bubble gum, but it was like it was shrimp only, and the wait time was about two hours roughly. Oh my gosh! And they had this big sign that said, "The shrimp is ready when the shrimp is ready." Don't ask how long your food will be. And I thought that was the most hilarious thing. I even say that's that too. It's a, a good motto. Yeah. The shrimp is ready when the shrimp is ready. Right. And I hope maybe you can use that too. Because I, <laughs> I, I want to push that on to people. The shrimp is ready when the shrimp is ready. That's right. And uh, I, 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 I do feel, I feel sometimes when, uh, when, when I try to make these episodes, you know, when are you going to put it out? When are you going to do it? And I'm like, well, the shrimp is ready when it's ready. I'm not cooked yet. I'm not fully marinated yet. We're still figuring things out. And on that note, guys, let me take a quick break. We're still here at, so really quick, the name of the location one more time. Can you tell, like, I'm looking for, it's Salem on the Edge. Salem on the Edge, mm -hmm. 156 Liberty Street, Northeast. Perfect. Let me take two more breaks. I told you guys, it's my show. I'll do what I want. Listen, listen to this. All right, guys, you're back with Down the Rabbit Hole. You're still listening to Luis, and we're still here with Melanie, and she's still 
amazing and she's always going to be amazing and she's not going to stop. You're my new best friend. Oh, stop. I'm second to third. We still, I still, I still think Chris is your best friend right now because uh, I need to, I'm one trying to, I'm, I'm a little jealous because he, he, I'm always, actually, I'm, I'm like a child. I'm like a five-year-old who, who gets jealous when I see Chris doing dope stuff, you guys doing dope things. I'm like, I want that. So like, in, because I'm a five-year-old, don't be surprised if you see me having a studio for no reason, because I'm just like, I want that toy. And, and I want that, you know? And it kind of goes back to, I want that level of success. Not everyone, I was, I was saying earlier that she, if you guys remember guys, she's not straight lay. She wasn't by the books and yet she's here with her name on the building. She's, she has her own, you know, life here and, and she has her own situation where it's like, this is her like brainchild. This is your baby. This is all you. I mean, uh, with regards to your husband, you know, you said you, you did this together, but you know, it came from somewhere and I respect that. I want to know what it takes to have that level of success where you can wake up every morning and say, this is my thing. What's that like? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's nice to wake up and like where you're going uh, to work. Um, and is this work? Yeah. I, I'm not going to say it doesn't feel like work because, right. because it is. But, uh, but I love it. You know, I love coming here. It's such a great space, and um, I like being here. I like talking to the people that come in uh, that, that want to converse. I've had some just extraordinary conversations with people uh, walking in here, um, thanking me for opening up a gallery during COVID, wondering why I opened during COVID. Um, Salem needed this. Um, it's just been such a great experience I you know I don't know who is getting more out of it me or other people but I feel grateful every day almost every day I have a conversation with someone that makes my heart hum that's the piece I'm working on right now is um I can't remember if it's the saying is you make my heart hum or my heart is humming. But when I am with someone or when that person leaves and we've had such a good conversation and we've connected, my heart hums. Um, and I get that almost every day. How, how lucky am I? How did I get here? Shit, I don't know. Um... I really listen to my intuition. Um, everything just fell into place. COVID happened. I got furloughed from the Halliford Museum of Art as a receptionist there. I had kind of been thinking about opening up a retail shop last year, wanted a space. That space just kept eluding me then it turned into um, a men's shop 
because we don't have one here in downtown. We still don't have one here in downtown, so someone should open up a shop for men. If you're listening. <laughs> um, and then that slowly kind of morphed into a gallery because I'm an artist. That's kind of what I know. I've been in a co-op gallery. Um, worked in a museum for 12 years. My late husband was a designer preparator in museums, so I'd been around that for a long, long time, so I knew it. Um, I'd also owned my own businesses. I'd been um, house cleaner, gardener, gardener for 12 years. Um, so I'm, I'm a self-motivator. I'm a self-starter. I'm organized. So this didn't seem... Unrealistic. And you guys remember, she's the third grader who was dyslexic and was called <laughs> stupid by her peers and the teachers. People with higher education were calling her stupid, and she's here because she's stupid. Remember that. Just if you guys didn't skip that part for whatever reason, this stupid person, and I'm using air quotes, made this and, and made this happen. Um, you know, and, and, you you your 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 creativity just radiates off of you and again it's all things that i'm stealing from you is your vibe and your whole aura so i'm sorry but i'm taking some of that and putting it in my pocket uh i need more yeah i need more of that and 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 someone i, I don't i'm par i'm paraphrasing but uh they say that you can never fly with the eagles if you're only hanging out with chickens the reason why I'm 29 and think the way I do is because I'm tired of hanging out with chickens. I want to fly with eagles. And you, my friend, you are an eagle because you have your creative, you know, place of home. And you're able to share that with the world. And I'm only just trying to do the same thing in my own media and is, is share my creative home with everyone. So I'm very impressed with what, what you have going on here. And uh, I, I can't wait to see you know, more pieces. I'm actually going to come by more often now and just bother you and just say hi now um, and have a reason to come downtown. You know, I don't really come downtown much anymore anyway. You need to come downtown. Yeah, and you were mentioning a men's store. Can you, what do you mean by a men's store? Well, first I want to say thank you so much for the compliment. Yeah? I don't know if I'm an eagle. Um, I'm just I'm just doing my thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe, Very humble may, eagle, guys. Maybe I'm just a... a Scrub Jay, I don't know, <laughs> I'm, you know, making a lot of noise, but um, yeah, thank you. And I would love to have you stop in. I, I, I will because I, I, is it, it's not monthly you change things out. It's just whenever you want, right? Or do you have a schedule? I, I do have a schedule. I have a schedule now. I didn't have a schedule. Um, on October 14th, the show is right. going to open up with um, Joshua Blue and then I've got Seth Allen's going to be showing in January. So I, I have everything kind of uh, scheduled until May. Um, so, yeah, and then I've, I've got this other thing that, that just kind of happened, the community altar, um, which is uh, going to be honoring, um, you know, the, the organ fires and the, the volunteers and, and um, you know, the people who lost their homes and their lives, which is going to be on the wall where um, Chris Chris Casares's uh, photographs are right now, and Dude, shout out to you, Chris. That, yeah, those Chris, were, I mean, Chris, you're getting way too much airtime. You are, man. Get out of here. Go <laughs> on, get out of here, you. 
little rascal. I'm just kidding. Um, but I mean, it was Chris. Like, we wouldn't even tell me how much of a great person he. All he did was talk you up and how amazing you were, and you were, you did not disappoint at all. He he, everything he said about you, was uh, was accurate, and and you you play that role, and you play that person, and you are that person. I don't even say. I don't even want to say it's a character. This is you, and I. I'm, I'm I'm liking the aura you're putting out, and and I, and I I need more creative people in my life, so I'm very fortunate to like talk to you about your life. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, on that note, guys, really quick, I know I asked really fast, and I try to one thing I'm trying to slow down. I talk really fast. I can go really quick. Uh, but you were mentioning the uh, the men's store. Oh yeah, the men's store. What 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 yeah. do you mean men's store specifically? Because I have an idea, but I don't want to sound like a dummy and 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 what you think a men's store should be. So I was thinking a clothing store. Like a, like a, okay. Yeah, and and products for men. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know there's a lot. You know, the barber shops are doing you know hair product and mm-hmm. beard product and. Uh, you know, Oregon Beard certainly has a lot of products for men, mm-hmm. beard and, and combs for beards, and um, I think they've got glasses now also. You know, it's funny that I didn't think about that either. You know, there's a lot of great shops here, but definitely I don't think I would say, I'm going to go shopping downtown. Or the, I don't need any products downtown. Or I don't, that's why I don't come downtown. There's nothing... That, I, okay. And forgive me, guys, but there was nothing... You need some products. There was nothing I needed. No, no. Yeah, you need some products. I didn't think products. I needed some anything. So so <laughs> I didn't feel like, oh, I don't need to come downtown. I'll just... And it goes back to that, you know, internet age where I could just go on Amazon and find something. But more and more I'm noticing is supporting local businesses is the key. And, and I hate COVID with a passion just because of my personal... Uh, vendetta with it (laughs) but how it's affected so many shops and you mentioned you still opened during covid how has that affected opening how how has that affected everything how i i i mean props for the masks and the and the hand sanitizer that was a great touch because not many people even offer that in like bigger places bigger chains franchises don't even offer that well i'm not a franchise but you see what i'm saying like it takes it takes that that home feeling, that 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 local feeling, and that aesthetic to get quality, and I didn't realize that till uh, probably until the last couple of years, to be honest. You know, it's the local businesses that care more about you than anyone else. Well, they're your neighbors. I mean, that's that's who the businesses are. They're 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 your neighbors. They're living down the street from you. That's very true. No, you're 100% on that. Any difficulties, though? Have you been shut down? Have you been, have you been up your ass about things? Because I know Nothing. there's a lot of people are very quick to judge establishments for their beliefs on like mask wearing. And I know that's a regulation now, but there's a lot of anti-masks. Maskers? Maskies? I don't know what you call them. Yeah, and... and um, you know, they've gotten the reputation of getting like named Karens at this point. And really? yeah, hmm. yeah. And then they, they just ruin things for other people. So have you had any negative experiences here? It seems like nothing but positive positivity here, but have people tried to shut you down at all? No. And, and really no one comes in here without a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, they just haven't, some people forget to put it on and I'll have to remind them, but, but they have it in their purse or their pocket. They yeah, just yeah. forget. Um, 
yeah, but I, I haven't had any problems. Um, and, and I'm happy for that. Um, people have been really nice and, you know, washing their hands with the hand sanitizer when they come in the door, you know, staying six feet apart. Um, yeah, it's, it's all been good. Bad. That's that, it's all been good. I mean, and you got to appreciate things like that. Again, I know you're not a franchise, you're not, but you, you definitely care a lot more than a lot of the places I've been to. So I think that's, we need to have that mentality everywhere else. Um, not just in, uh, you know, doctor's offices and, and, you know, these places where COVID is around. Where you, you know. have to have it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I want people to come in. So, I mean, that's why I'm offering a free mask. Yeah. Um, I want you to come in. I don't want you not to come in because you forgot your mask at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm doing that for a reason. What's the hardest part about owning a gallery? Uh, selling art, maybe. Yeah? Because you, you can't really sell art. The art has to sell itself. You have to fall in love with that piece. I can't make you fall in love with a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't ever want to have someone take home a piece of art, get it home and think, why did I buy this? I don't even like it. Um, so if you're not connecting to it, then you're not going to buy it. And, you know, that piece may not be for everybody. Um, it's going to take that special person to come in and say, oh, I've got to have that piece. Now, you've connected to four pieces today. Mm-hmm. I want you to take one home today. Well, I don't know <laughs> if I can afford $2,000. <laughs> uh, uh, if you have some nice prints, I would love to. Yeah. Is that a thing? Uh, I hope prints are a thing. Yeah, prints are a thing, but I don't have any prints. That's... Yeah, all of, my, all of the work here is original artwork. And you got to appreciate that, guys, because when yeah. you check it out, again, it goes back to that you have to come. Any photo that I post on Instagram or that Melanie posts on Instagram will not do it justice. You have to experience it yourself. And that's kind of one of the, the, that's the only thing we're asking is for people to actually check it out. And Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, and you don't have to buy anything. You know, just come in and look at artwork. Just makes you feel good. Is there an etiquette to galleries were like I know and I've never felt any pressure I felt any negativity from this place but it goes with that uh, with what you see in the media of, of like galleries don't buy anything unless you're gonna don't come in unless you're gonna buy anything I don't get that vibe here it's definitely very welcoming since the beginning uh, even if I was just a person off the street not just trying to interview you I feel like even if I walked in you would have treated me with the same level of respect kind of thing Absolutely. I try and treat everybody with respect. And I love artwork. I, I love having artwork in my house. Um, every piece in my house has touched me in one way or another, and that's why it's hanging there. And I just want people to come in and just enjoy artwork. Just enjoy looking at artwork. You know, walk in off the street and, you know, take however long you want just to fall into some of these pieces with your with your eyes and your brain and your whole being and like you've gone back with um having some of these pieces touch some memories for you um and it's weird how things do that right even smells or tastes can do that yeah um even uh or like foods for example like taste you know yeah uh i always found that 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 psyche in the brain that little part that triggers things very fascinating and then i heard that uh if you 
um, want to associate any type of anything you're doing is a memory. And I thought that was a that was a very weird concept. Everything you're doing is a memory. Like what we're doing right now, this is a memory already, and because it happened already. And so when you're doing That's something, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever even thought of that. Yeah. And uh, trust me, I stay up until like four in the four in the morning with these type of <laughs> thoughts. These, these 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 weird things and and when you're having a positive experience with someone like if you your lotion your lavender i smell lavender and whenever i smell lavender now you're going to associate with you or positive experience so so now if you smell something you when you have a positive experience you spray something or you you intentionally create an aroma and whatever later on in life you smell that you'll associate with this and, and well, the, I'm glad I'm going to be lavender for you because it could be worse. I don't think you can get worse <laughs> than lavender. Lavender is such a good and pleasant aroma. Yeah. So for just forever know, guys, lavender is Melanie. So yeah, you, whenever you. I smell lavender, it's just because she was so nice and gave me my crusty elbows. So yeah, we wanted you to have nice elbows during this interview. Well, I mean, that's it, important. It's very important, especially when you you're in, good. when you're in a nice place like this. Like I feel, I feel bummy, you know. Like, do you not, like, I know I don't have to dress up for a gallery, but I feel like you also can't look Walmart-esque, like you're just PJ Bottoms. No? Is sure. That a thing? No, absolutely. Yeah? There has absolutely. to be some level of, Whatever know, that sounds judgmental too, don't you think? Yeah, it does. A little bit. bit. I'm kind of judgmental. I'm not, not going to say anything. I go to Walmart all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't really care what anyone is going to be wearing when they come in here. That's not what it's about. About looking at artwork. <laughs> Let's look at the artwork, not each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I know it's hard to because art is a feeling. Uh, the, the, that that feeling that I had it was an intense feeling. But do you remember the last time you were touched? Not to that level of extremity, but maybe even to that level of extremeness that you felt it. And do you remember what it was and who made it, or was it your own piece? When was the last time you truly felt touched by something? A piece of artwork? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, I can't remember, although I'm, I'm sure it was recently. Are you a movie person? Do you watch movies? Do you... I, yeah, I don't so no? much. Okay. And maybe, if it's easier, maybe film. I know it's like a lot of... Cinema can affect me, but uh, mm. music, I just want to know something that's touched you recently. Mm. Just very curious to get in your head a little bit. I know you like a lot of classic rock, which is very, very cool. Well, I don't, yeah, I, so I like a lot of music. I, I mean, I still listen to Led Zeppelin and mm-hmm. U2 and Coldplay, but I like, I love Mac Miller. Oh, <laughs> Love Mac Miller. Did not see that coming. Yeah. Did, uh, and that's just me being judgmental, and I apologize. I'm just going to... Uh, yeah, sorry, whole, cancel culture. I'm just going to... It's the whole Walmart thing. You're really digging a deep hole here. I, that's what I do here. I <laughs> dig rabbit holes, and that's what I'm good at. That's that's basically why I made the show the way it is, because I'm really good at digging holes, and I'm really... Uh, I'm a shovel enthusiast. I, I have to say, probably uh, Sylvania Day, um, and there's a piece right behind me here at the desk, and she does water, and I love water. I love swimming. I haven't been able to do any lap swimming mm-hmm. uh, since COVID, and 
I feel like I could just jump into her paintings. I like the detail from far away. It is definitely, it flows. And like I feel it, like I'm looking at it like I'm actually there. But when you get closer, I just like the detail like of the moss on the rocks and the, and the, and just the way, like if you were to go to a river and, you know, not slip and fall because I'm very uncoordinated. So I slip and fall every time, every single time I went out into the water, I fall and hurt myself somehow. Uh, but that's what that looks like. And I, and I like when people can bring that realism to it, uh, to art and no, I mean, Shout out to her. What was the name again? Sylvania Day. Sylvania Day. Yeah. Does she have an Instagram? She does. Uh, all have, these people. She does do have an know, Instagram. Do all these people have Instagrams? All of them. I want to bug all of them. Yeah, all of them. All of them do. I think two of them don't. Well, one of them does, but she doesn't have a lot of artwork on it, mm -hmm. and one doesn't. I just want to like thanks for taking the time to. Give us a piece of your heart. Thank you for giving a piece of your heart. Because, you, uh, guys, she has some pieces, too. I mean, that's mainly why I'm here, too. Because, like, I like what you're doing here. And I, I'm just going to keep blowing. If I can blow smoke <laughs> up your ass right now, it's just that I like what you did here. And I'm going to hit the ceiling here pretty soon. Maybe. Yeah. I'll catch you. I'll okay. Just, All right. You. All right. Don't uh, let me hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> let me catch her real quick before she falls down. On that note, we're going to take one more break. Uh, you guys have been listening to Down the Rabbit Hole. Thank you guys for listening to Down the Rabbit Hole. Thank you guys for being in this rabbit hole. Thank you guys for not pulling me out of the rabbit hole. But... You guys are pretty interesting yourselves if you guys, uh, you know, have been listening this long. Uh, if you guys ever do, really quick, uh, if you guys know, want to interview, don't feel afraid to message me. I like interviewing anybody. So if you're listening to this and just want to tell me a cool story, let's do it. So we'll be right back with Down the Rabbit Hole. One of the things that uh, I'm very curious about is, you know, your take, because I, I do mention that I can be ageist, and even though if that's a thing or not, I, I use that term a lot, and I don't think it, you know, is appropriate to Webster's standard, but I use that a lot. Um, but I, you gave me this really good insight on age, ageism, and, and I tend to lean more towards older people to learn things but at the same time I disregard anyone younger than me which I know is not a healthy trait to have and I've done it multiple times and that's one of the things that kind of uh, I need to kind of fix on myself especially when you you know you even mentioned you you enjoy Mac Miller's music even though you still like Led Zeppelin but you still enjoy something that was not of your generation and I think that's impressive because that you don't let that mental block ruin a good time or ruin a, a, a good listen for you um how do you how do you do that how do you do that appropriately without being an asshole because i feel like an asshole a lot of the times for thinking this way 
Oh, well, um... Yeah, can I just say that, uh... Kyle Murphy... Kyle Murphy turned me on to Mac Miller. Shout out to Kyle Murphy. Um... I just like what people are listening to. Um, I, I asked. So, you know, I worked at the Halliford Museum of Art as a receptionist, and we had um, interns that would come in and work. I'd ask them what they were listening to, and then I'd, I'd just check it out, just to, just to see what people are doing. I mean, I love music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love all kinds of music. I love jazz. I love um, Brazilian. You know, I love New Age. I'll, I'll listen to anything. I, although country western, I don't. I can listen to it, but two songs and I'm. That's it for me. Yeah. Um, and I and I think I I just try and take my life that way. Is just talking to people about whatever. Um, although we were just talking that uh, I I do feel like people are having deeper conversations. I'm definitely having deeper conversations with people that come in the gallery, mm-hmm. um, and I I. I think that's due to COVID and, you know, the lockdown and, you know, people had a lot of time to think, think about things, think about themselves, think about themselves in the world. And they're coming in here and they're, they're wanting to share that. Um, they're wanting to share, uh, kind of these deep thoughts that they were thinking about at home and now they're kind of trying, I guess, trying it out, maybe. Um, and it's, it's, it's nice. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. You don't find, like, uh, I, I notice you're very open, and open with everything that you've talked about and every, the way you take in information. Um, was that always a, a thing you've done for yourself, or did you have to acquire that skill later on in life? I, yeah, I was always I was always a because I was shy, so I was always a really good listener, mm-hmm. um, and people seemed to open up to me. And maybe that just happens to people who are good listeners. Uh, oh my God, is that why I just gave you my whole life story? <laughs> I think I'm just gonna call be. this like the Luis interview. Yeah. Like you're just like my therapist. Now. Yeah, tell me more. <laughs> Like, oh my God. Okay. Go home and do the work. I, I didn't realize how, it, it, it didn't, and I don't know why that didn't click, but you're so right. You are a great listener. And I do feel 100% open and, and comfortable with you. Uh, and that was one of my big worries when I do every interview is I'm worried about validation from each person. Again, I go into the intent of not knowing somebody. I want to have the cringiness. I want to go in with having the, um, the, yeah, the awkwardness, the silence. I want to go in there with two strangers not knowing each other, leading back to like even to me and my own brother, and to ending up having a relationship, whatever that might be. I want something there at the end of this this tunnel, uh, this rabbit hole, so to speak. Uh, and and I think that's really important in my life and helps me function is knowing that I'm able to get out of my comfort zone and make these relationships with people. And that's kind of where I was, I am seeking your validation, want you to like me and be friends. And and so when you see me, you're like, oh, that guy's, he's a good person. I like you. And, and he's a good person. And he's a good person. Thank you. <laughs> Luis. <laughs> and, 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 that, and that's kind of like, 
the ultimate goal, really. Um, you know, uh, all the the silly jokes aside and everything, that's kind of where I'm headed at. Um, you, you, you mentioned a lot of things today, and I'm very uh, intrigued by every single topic. But I want to know one thing, maybe two, maybe three. But you have this primo location, which again, you guys still need to come. Have you guys not showed up yet? Like I need you to go right now. Um, and you've done what you've done in your life and you still have so much to do. It's not over yet. You still have so much living to do. What's the next step for you? Have you, what's your, where, 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 where do you see yourself in five years or is there a game plan or do you want to accomplish more? I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that far ahead. Um, I'm, that might be the panicking in me, like the, 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 the neurotic side of me needing a plan. It could be. I mean, lots of people want to have a plan. Most people want to have a plan or need to try and control what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not 29, so I don't have like this, this plan. Yeah. yeah. My life is already half over. Um, so I, I just really try and just live the day. Um, of course, I, I, I am organized, so I do like to have certain things kind of planned out, you know, like when the next show is going up and doing the community um, altar. So, so I am organized. I kind of, you know, no deadlines for that. But I don't, I don't think about what's going to happen next year. I don't. It's so hard to tell. Think about especially what's after gonna, everything. Yeah, I, I just try and. I just try and be here. I can't even like plan. This is this is the moment right now. With You're... you, Louise. <laughs> my you, new best friend. Melanie, my also new best friend who yeah. smells like lavender, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Um so, so sweet. <laughs> uh, okay, stop. Stop smelling. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um and, and I lost track of myself because I was very excited with the lavender. But, okay, so I think that's really impressive that you can, that we live in the moment. I always forget to do that, too. Again, it's, it's just, this is just a therapy session for me, but uh, I forget to live in the moment, too. And uh, I always forget, hey, we're doing this today. Not specifically this, but we're doing something today, and I always forget to live. Um, I can't wait to see what tomorrow holds though in the specs for here uh, because I want to see what like different artists come and present their art. And that kind of brings me to one question that I want to know. What does it take to get on a wall here? What does one have to do to present themselves to Salem? Well, I have to like your artwork. That's that that's the biggest thing. So I went out and found these artists that are hanging here currently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if I'm not digging what you're doing, then it's going to be hard to to sell. I have to love it um, to convey that to potential buyer um, to tell the story about the artist or you about had the piece. Everything to say about each person, and I. 
it's all coming back to me full circle that you um, know each story and have a great idea of each piece. And I didn't think about that. I don't know why mm -hmm. that, that went over my head that you do have to like every piece that comes in. It's your show. It's your art. It's your gallery. But I guess I figured that it just goes back to that neighborhood feeling, that neighbor feeling that you're not just going to post something just to get money. You're not going to post something up just to get their money or get people's money. You have to make people fall in love with the stuff and feel something. And it's almost intimidating to be in a room full of feeling for me. Well, it could get heavy. It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot to take in and, but I'm excited for it. Um, and you mentioned that, uh, you don't, one of the artists was not that long. So it's not, you know, he wasn't painting for that long and he has a couple pieces up here. Mm -hmm. Um, would you ever turn anyone away if you didn't like it? What even without the experience? Well, I wouldn't turn anyone away if I love their artwork. Yeah. No matter what the experience or non-experience, if I just really love their work, I don't. You don't have to have a degree to be a good artist. Um, yeah. And that's that's kind of one of the things because this is such a new realm to me. I don't understand the etiquette. I don't know what the process is uh, or how long a piece stays up. I don't know how the pricing goes, um, but I guess it definitely boils down to feeling, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I mean, art, artists have their own um, way that they kind of like to, to price things. Some do it by size. Some, some do it by, you know, how many hours they've put into it. Um, some of it is, you know, if you do have a degree, how long have you been making artwork? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the longer you've done it, kind of the more experience you've had. I mean, like, you know, like a job, you know, the more you've done something, the more you get paid. Um, but that doesn't mean that someone, and, and there are art, a lot of artists out there that don't have any degrees and they're, and they're good artists and they've, they've done very well for themselves. Um, they just love it. They, that's what they do. They're an artist. They love it. That's how they make their living. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Where are, <laughs> where's anyone going with anything, really? No, I just like, again, I, I, I want people to feel the, the realness of this and the human nature of this and, and, I'm not kidding, guys. I go in here not knowing the people when I interview them, and I want their validation at the end of it. I want them to, to really feel that. And if there's any connection, I mean, so far no one's hated my guts yet. Um, and so I embrace the silence. I embrace the awkwardness. I think that's a great thing. That, if that's one thing I can say I'm proud that I learned is to embrace the silence. And... Plus, I can just edit things out if I really want to. If I, get really, if I breathe really heavy, I can just take it all out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, we're, we're slowly winding down here. I, wanna, I don't want to take up too much of your time because you've been so gracious to open up the whole gallery to me and leave it open for me because this is still, a, I can't help but stare. I'm like, I try so hard to like focus on my guests, but like, if you were in my position, you just keep looking 
also just keep staring around. So I don't want you to think like I have some weird Tourette problem or anything, but there's just so much I have to keep looking. So I'm like all over the place, like, like, uh, just keep staring. So no offense to you on that aspect. No, that's okay. Um, one of the things, um, couple, I have a couple more questions. Okay. Just a couple more. I want to straight shoot at you. All right. Um, before we go, when was the last time you remember laughing really hard? Laughing is important to me. I'm all about making myself laugh. I can, I, I'm the funniest person I know. <laughs> I think, I think we agree on that, that, that we both think I'm the funniest person I know. You think you're the funniest person you know. Yes. So, yeah. So when was the last time you remember laughing so hard that your stomach hurt? And it doesn't have to be super crazy. It just, oh, gosh. remember it's just something laughing. This laugh made you get there. I don't know. I mean, I like to laugh a lot. So I, I would say I genuinely laughed with you today. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, but I can't I'm, remember the last time that I just laughed so hard that I was, I was crying. You know how you get sometimes. You, you, just, you, you just, you just get giddy and you know tears are rolling down, but you're laughing because you're just laughing so hard. I talked to a great guy that recently. He just told me the last time he remembered laughing was just a fart. <laughs> Passing gas made him laugh. Okay, made well, him you and know, his grandmother laughed so hard, and yeah. and, and and I was like, that this, is a valid question. That, that's it's the little things in life that just goes to show. Yeah, mm. maybe there's just too much of little things to to just note one thing down. Yeah, you know, I, I embrace all the little the little things in life, yeah. or try to. I'm kind of bad. Again, this whole episode is how bad I am at things, but how great you are at. Oh, no. I No, let's not go there. Yeah, you're not bad at things at all. And so I'm just trying here. I really enjoyed myself. And uh, on that note, um, what's good in your life right now? Oh, gosh. Everything. Yeah? Everything's good. Yeah, I, I, I don't go to the negative. Um, I always try and go to the positive. What's not, what's not to be good about my life? Mm-hmm. I've got this great gallery in the middle of downtown Salem. Um, I've got Luis uh, messaging me to want to interview me. <laughs> what the hell's that all about? Um, why would you want to interview me? I, I feel totally honored. Um, I have a roof over my head. I've got food. Oh my gosh! It's always. Uh, I'm so lucky. I I meet people in here every day that are just touching my heart and my soul. I, I'm surrounded by art every day. Wow. I am. I am. You're living your dream, and I like that. I'm a lucky person. You are very, very lucky. I'm. I'm. I. I want my version of lucky to happen the way you did. You made it manifest for yourself, like. Is, is, did you manifest? Did you, yeah, cool. Let me backtrack. I believe in the universe. And I'm going to be good at something. I say it out loud. Little affirmations. I say them out loud. Uh, are there any affirmations that you tell yourself every day or every other couple of days? I know like every morning I tell myself I'm going to do great today. Whatever it may be. Even if it's nothing. Just going to work. But I try to tell myself that every day. As these little positive affirmations to manifest things. I love that. 
I, I love that about you. Um, I also believe that if you put it out there in the universe that um, may, it may not come back to you, but something will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- some things stick and some things don't. I, you know, I guess for a while there, I would get up every day and um, pull back my curtains and say, you know, hello day. Um, my new one is what miracles are going to happen to me today. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that's that's, that's my new thing. That's a good one. Yeah, and they and they are. I mean, from the sound of it, it sounds like there's a lot of good miracles happening in your day, and I and I'm just oh, and you're one of them. <laughs> and here's my head. I'm just going to fly out of the roof, and there goes <laughs> your pretty roof, and then I have to fix it somehow. Um, the next episode, I'm going to learn how to do roofing, guys. <laughs> um, but again, I want to say thank you for. Uh, thank you for letting me interview you. Um, it was funny because when I was told about you uh, through Chris, I was very shy to message you, and I was apprehensive because I'm like, what am I? What am I? I don't know anything about art. Uh, like the last show I did, I I felt like a goob. I didn't know what I was doing or talking about. But it was something that I was interested in, but I didn't know how to go about it. Again, with the whole etiquette. And he, he, he talked you up and he told me all the good things about you and how, how basically you are. And you didn't, you didn't leave me uh, underwhelmed. It was everything he said and then some. So shout out again to you, Chris. Thanks for this great interview because I had so much fun being here. Uh, Salem on the Edge. Salem on the Edge. Uh, Salem on the Edge, everyone. I think everyone needs to come here. If you don't, I'm going to be so upset. If you can tell me the address, if you can text, okay, so I do this thing where I tell people little little messages in my in my in my podcast, and if they can, like last time it was, if you send me an eggplant emoji, like I know you're listening. If you can text me the address to my Instagram, I'll know you're listening. Uh, just just text me the address because I forgot where Salem on the edge is. So if you can text me the address, I like to know how many people are listening. And last time, just eggplant emoji, eggman emoji. Nice. <laughs> Little stupid things that just That's very nice. Oh, that's just, a good idea. Yeah, so if you guys have listened this far into the episode, text me the address of Salem on the Edge, and you might get a cool t-shirt. Um, I, I need to start getting... I have a bag full of t-shirts I need to start getting rid of. I, you, didn't, you didn't bring me one, I didn't. Louise. They were pre-COVID. I made them pre-COVID. Okay, I'm feeling kind of bad now. And then once COVID hit... I, again, I stayed home. I didn't do anything. And now they're just sitting in the bag. And I'm like, dang, I have all these shirts that I need to get rid of. And, you know, I'm just going to start giving them. I was actually, okay, business idea. Take my shirts to homeless shelters and give them out to the needy. So they wear it and it's free marketing. And I don't know if that's a good marketing strategy, but, or a really stupid one. But something I thought about. Yeah. Well, they, they could use a t-shirt. So I feel like, it's just not? a good thing. And on that note, guys, thank you for listening to Down the Rabbit Hole. Thank you, Melanie, for letting me into your home. Thank you for letting me into your heart a little bit. Uh, I'm glad that I was able to, you know, make your acquaintance and, you know, hopefully uh, keep talking to you more. And that's the goal. You can hold, you can hold me accountable to this. Uh, I, if, you, if I see you around, and if you see me around, you, you will be my lavender, so to speak. So, uh, guys, this is real. I, I like showing the the humanness of me now so um again thank you so much thank you for listening to down the rabbit hole is there anyone you want to shout out or thank in the meantime before well, we head out just to thank you louise it's honestly it's been an honor um 
I just feel blessed with people wanting to interview and to come into the gallery. And um, it's been really nice to, to talk with you and to get to know you also. And I will expect you to come through those doors every once in a while to come in and feel some more of those feelings that you were experiencing today at looking at, looking at some of the artwork. And, um, Ooh, buddy, that was intense. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of feelings. I that was, like, was a lot of feelings. I, was, I mean, I knew I was going to get into some shit when I got here, but like... Oh, man, I was not expecting all of that. And take it from me, if if you, for someone who doesn't, you know, experience art, like, or go to galleries, go to galleries. I think you should and, and, and definitely experience something because I definitely was a, for a long time, I don't know what I'm looking at. So go to Salem on the Edge, guys. It's here in the heart of Salem. Again, another person who's not a piece of shit. And you guys keep telling me Salem is full of shitty people. Two seasons worth of people prove otherwise. So one more person to add to the list. You've been listening to Down the Rabbit Hole here with Melanie Weston. You're here at Salem on the Edge, 125. 156. 156. Liberty Street, Northeast, and so, 156. 156. So see, there you go. Text that to me and so I know it's real.